0: Things. And welcome to our UFO real. My name is Tom, and with me, as always, is my old pal Grant.
1: Guess who? I'm sorry. Guess who? Who is this? You just cost me six thousand dollars.
0: Is this Richard Roma?
1: My name is Richard <laughs> Roma. Well, actually, no. You guessed it. My name is Grant.
0: Oh man, it has been a while, buddy. How you doing?
1: Uh, pretty good. How How have you been?
0: I've been all right. I mean, I know you and I have uh, texted and spoken intermittently throughout the past month and a half or so, but yeah. Um, God, it's 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 great to be back here. Um, uh, as you are faithful. Lovely listeners may have noticed, uh, we've been on a bit of a hiatus um, for the past, like I said, almost two months now. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of stuff going on in in my life. Uh, um, Very busy at work. Um, Lots of stuff happening in my personal life. And, uh, you know, still dealing with COVID here in Southern California. Yeah, which is not pleasant. But
1: um, I hope you had a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I as did. Well as all of our listeners.
0: I did, and I have been so far, man. I really can't complain. Busyness and job security are a good thing, especially these days.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you, I've uh, just been been working, been busy. Um, we got a new president. The uh, the Capitol was under siege for a little bit there.
0: Yeah, uh, just a heads up to all of our non American listeners. Um, <laughs> I have no, I shudder to think what y'all think of us these days. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, let me say uh, that that capital thing was a was a right mess, wasn't it?
1: I got to say, yeah we we've, we've got democracy down. Democracy down in this country, <laughs> like, like, like a blackhawk.
0: What um, you guys are witnessing is the absolute devolution of democracy here in in America. Uh, hopefully, this was that was the low point. I'd like to. I, I'm got my fingers crossed that the that the siege of the U.S. Capitol by a bunch of MAGA people and some weirdo Viking guy, and <laughs> I, hopefully that was the low point. For a long time for America, um, hope I didn't just jinx it right there. But anyway,
1: yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. Or anyway, <laughs> yeah, But yeah. Enough about politics, but we this is going to be a um, since we've been off the scene a while. There has actually been a lot of developments in the uh, in the UFO world. So this is pretty much going to be a
0: um, uh, just kind of like an update type. Ah, oh, dang it! Hang on, stupid. <sighs> Hang on, maybe we should.
1: You got to get new headphones, man, because you're always having difficulties about. I know it, it's in. right, right at this gets, point we're it, just starting to get going. I know,
0: right when we get going, I just start hearing this beep and beep, beep and beep, 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 beep. It's UFO news.
1: That's right. Um, we got some UFO news story. This is going to be a uh, a UFO news packed story or uh, episode here. Yeah,
0: we um, got We got it. We got a whole lot of catching up to do here, guys.
1: And yeah, gals. exactly there's been a there's been quite a few lately um, over the last couple of months basically by while we've been kind of cooling our heels here um, and and some pretty uh some pretty biggies biggies but goodies <laughs> uh, <laughs> biggie. um, <laughs> so uh but um it's bone in yeah, biggie biggie it's bone in
0: biggie biggie
1: so the uh, the first one has been around for a while now. I'm sure I'm sure most of our listeners have have uh, heard about it. It involves a a photo that was released again by the U.S. military, and it uh it looks like it was it was taken from the back of a in the in the cockpit of an F-18, and uh, reportedly taken on a cell phone. and and it it shows a pretty mysterious object. So if you guys haven't seen it or, or heard this, you, I definitely recommend looking out looking at it yourself on uh come on get it out grant um yeah but uh you know doing one of those google searches or whatever but uh basically it's usually described as like a cube shaped object but we'll get into that here um i i heard about it and uh, i'm gonna I'm going to drop a few podcasts this episode as I'm want to do um, that I came across in my research here. But I, I actually kind of came across it by accident. I had just heard about that um, the story and seen like a picture of it. And then um, on my podcast playlist, another a show came up that I was looking at. Um, it's called Somewhere in the Skies. And, of course, the the link to the episode and and all of my source material is going to be in the show notes. And uh, the show was interviewing the people behind the the debrief.org which is kind of um it's pretty interesting actually it's a new uh news site kind of devoted to stories about technology um are you familiar with this tom
0: no i'm not i i've been uh, i've been out of the game for the last few weeks here man i need i need you to to pull me back into it
1: yeah and i think all this stuff as i'll get into here it kind of follows along with with the whole a-tip thing and government, you know, US government and congressional involvement in the UAP or UFO phenomenon, it's it's really interesting though. But um but anyway, uh, uh yeah, the debrief.org, I I definitely recommend checking that out too if you if you guys enjoy us. There's there's a lot of interesting stuff on there, but um this is how the the site describes itself. Quote: The debrief was launched to explore and report on developments in science, defense, and intelligence, frontier technology, and knowledge that exists on the periphery of human understanding. Noticing a significant gap in rigorous reporting on frontier technology future science the world of defense and knowledge on the periphery of human understanding we aspire to raise the bar on the discussion of these issues always with a mind for fairness and reporting a respect for national security and the hope for a bright future for humankind end quote and um yeah the interview with the founders was really interesting and they they kind of go into this topic in, in quite a bit of detail actually um and i when i was doing research on some of these stories it it would keep They'd keep, you know how I don't know if news has always been like this, but definitely online how they just refer back to the original story and kind of report on that story, you know. So Yeah. As you'll see as we're going through this. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I think it's a pretty interesting site and I like what they have going so far and, and would recommend it to all of our listeners. Um But anyway, on uh, on December second, twenty twenty, our story begins. Uh Tim McMillan, one of the site's founders, published an article entitled fast movers and transmedium vehicles the pentagon's unidentified aerial phenomena task force which discusses the evolution of a or the advanced aeronautical threat identification program that we have discussed multiple times before and uh, outlines a couple of reports that had been circulating within the u.s intelligence community although it has some interesting details the article itself is actually somewhat dry I found, but uh, in the podcast interview that I mentioned, he really makes it clear that a lot of uh, big figures in the government are really taking the UFO or UAP phenomena seriously, which is pretty exciting and, and goes along with a lot of the stuff that we have discussed before and, and that the public in general has been hearing about recently as well. I think in the news.
0: Yeah, and um, I an interesting aspect of, uh, of of people in government taking an interest. I believe there was some kind of uh thing as part of the last stimulus package here in the united states that uh there was there was some like uh i forget it's called, like a dog ear or something like that i forget what it's called
1: um, yeah well we'll we'll probably be discussing it later here i don't want to spoil Ooh. it
0: too much but um well maybe like I
1: said, we've got a few different big news stories here
0: <laughs> well shut but, my mouth
1: but yeah a lot of pork in those uh those bills yes yes um But um, anyway, um, uh, so so here's some of the details that I found interesting in that article I mentioned, though, Um, quote, for the last two years, the Department of Defense's newly revamped, unidentified aerial phenomena task force or UAPTF, has been busy briefing lawmakers, intelligence community stakeholders in the highest levels of the U.S. military on encounters with what they say are mysterious airborne objects that defy conventional explanations. Along with classified briefings, multiple senior U.S. officials with direct knowledge of the matter say two classified intelligence reports on UAP have been widely distributed to the U.S. intelligence community. Numerous sources from various government agencies told the debrief that these reports include clear photographic evidence of UAP. The reports also explicitly state that the task force is considering the possibility that these unidentified objects could, as stated by one source from the U.S. intelligence community, be operated by, quote, intelligences of unknown origin. In June, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligences, Fiscal year 2021 Intelligence Authorization Act contained an intriguing sexual section titled, quote, Advanced Aerial Threats. In its inclusion, the committee gave an eye opening official hint that the government has taken UFOs seriously in recent history by offering its support for the quote, efforts of the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force at the Office of Naval Intelligence. The intelligence community Additionally, requested an unclassified report detailing the analysis of UAP or anomalous aerial vehicles. And that's basically what you're talking about. Mm, Um, I see. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit more, but uh, yeah, the – no, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm getting confused here. In June – anyway, okay, (laughs) we'll skip over that because I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, I, I think it is tied up. This new bill is tied up with the fiscal year 2021 Intelligence Authorization Act, unless I'm getting confused because I was going through a lot of different government-type government, uh, government type things that were starting to make my head swim. But uh, back to the article. Though already acknowledged by the Intelligence Committee, the Pentagon formally acknowledged in mid-August that they had established a task force looking into UAP. In a press announcement, the Office of the Secretary of Defense stated, quote, the UAPTF's mission will be to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security. According to the release, authority for the task force was approved by the Department of Defense's chief operating officer, Deputy Secretary of Defense David L. Norquist. The summer news of the establishment of the UAPTF seemingly suggests for the first time since the shuttering of Project Blue Book, the Air Force's official investigation into UFOs in 1969, that the Pentagon is now taking the subject of UFOs seriously. Um, that's end quote for the article, although I'll get right back into it. I wanted to say that the article then goes into more detail on the inner working of the government and DOD regarding UAP, but then it goes into some of the details that have been released. And this is mm-hmm.
0: let me let me say something here real quick. Uh, it seems like it wouldn't surprise me if our government has taken the UAP phenomenon seriously this entire time. Yeah. just Maybe they're just being slightly more transparent about it. Uh, and it seems I like
1: every few years they're they're renaming things and and kind of shifting it around, you know. Right. compartmentalizing so, it if you will.
0: So I, I, I take minor umbrage, minor umbrage with the with the wording in that article saying that they're taking that they're now taking it seriously. Uh I I kind of uh something tells me they always have and um they they always will, uh hopefully, because I think they should. Yeah. It's important. It's important to to who we are as 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 human beings to understand our place in the cosmos. And the only way we're going to understand our place in the cosmos is through a coordinated effort that yes involves governments and involves government research I think. Um so hopefully they have been taking it seriously and hopefully they will continue to do so and even better yet hopefully they bring us the private citizens uh, along for the ride too.
1: I was thinking I guess it, it doesn't specifically say that, but I was thinking more that it was saying, and maybe it's in, in part of what I skipped, but they're like actually on the record taking it seriously, you know. But yeah, obviously okay. there's there's been stuff going on for a while here, it seems like. And um, yeah, but you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, there's A-Tip, and then it's going into this thing, you know. Um, yeah. Wasn't wasn't there another uh, another organization they had before A Tip or something? Um, well, I mean, and they were working with Bigelow. I guess that was still A Tip, right? But they were working with Bigelow Industries and and you know funding his research into the uh, the Skinwalker Ranch and everything. Yeah,
0: yeah, bam, bam.
1: Um, but yeah, good good point there. I yeah, I think they have been looking at this for quite a while, but at least um i don't know i think it's i don't know it, get, it gets into the old chicken or the alien question you know <laughs> uh, are they interested in it because they think it's extraterrestrial or advanced technology beyond human understanding or do they think it's just like another government or do they not have any idea and they they want to check both um, well
0: either way i hope they're interested <laughs> either yeah. but they're both those are both very valid reasons
1: I mean, or, it, especially uh, if if the rumors I mean, it. I mean, it goes along with all the rumors you've been hearing, too, or even all the stuff in the uh, serious disclosures that we've been we only brush the surface of really where, you know, you hear stories coming from military people for years about seeing strange stuff or even flying saucers showing up at nuclear bases and shutting them down, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: It's a pretty big deal in in my book. Um
0: yeah as it should be in anyone's book uh who <laughs> who's living and breathing in my opinion i mean this subject has always been fascinating it's always been fascinating to me and it's it's really neat that as i get older um there seems to be more um more headway being made into the subject and uh, i don't know if that's just because of the rise of the internet um or what yeah. but um see <laughs> the ufo it, ufo the ufo phenomena in in my view has always been kind of like not always but for recently in modern times has been sort of a fringe it's kind of like a niche thing it's been looked at um people who are interested in the subject are looked at as weirdos or um conspiracy theory type people um yeah. and this is uh as far as as weird stuff to be interested in, I think this is the most plausible, or one of the most plausible. Now, on on a scale of like one being plausible to ten being like QAnon, which is like patently ridiculous and makes zero sense to me whatsoever, um, I think UFO and UAP phenomena and extraterrestrial life is a one. It's it's very plausible. It's on the high plausibility scale of mm-hmm. this, so that's why um, I think there should be enormous resources committed to it. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm just happy to see the direction things are going in terms of government disclosure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it, I don't know. It just, I mean, the government's so big. Just the U.S. government. You
0: know, Right. And I should clarify that I'm, when I say the government, I mean, I'm <laughs> strictly referring to your and my government, Grant, the United States government. Yeah. But um, I hope some of our listeners from other parts of the world's governments are beginning to take it seriously as well. Um, and it seems like they might be.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know the workings of the government or the military that well, but from what I understand, it is highly compartmentalized. I mean, is it feasible that this, this reports going around that I'm about to get into, and then on the other hand, you know, they got people like Bob Lazar working on captured and recovered flying saucers (laughs) at at a base, you know? Yeah. Um, And on, you know, on the other hand, is it possible this is all just disinformation or or something like that?
0: You know? It is. It Um, is. And I don't think anyone uh who has not who isn't a specific compart part of the compartmentalized branch of the government that deals with this stuff um, i don't think anyone can say with 100% certainty um and, but uh, like i said i'm just talking about plausibility scale here
1: and even i don't know man it's it just seems i guess you would never know unless you saw one yourself but um I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but sure, um,
0: sure. I'm just glad to be having you know, these discussions again, man. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
1: been a while since I first Well, anyway, um but I just think of even I don't know, there's so many comments on all these videos I watch and stuff from from people that have seen something themselves or um, who know somebody that was in the military that saw something crazy, you know. I mean, you take those for what are they worth? But then even my my grandmother talking about my grandpa's experiences, you know, and yeah. Uh, and then all these all these reputable witnesses and old stories going back since basically like around the nuclear age it seems like um uh, it's just it's just crazy stuff, you know. But um anyway, let's get back to this cuz this is uh this gets pretty crazy too actually. I think this is one of the more exciting Wait. Uh, more exciting stories that we're covering here um so uh like i said we're getting into now the part of the article where it gets into what's on these reports so quote multiple sources confirmed for the the debrief that the uaptf had issued two classified intelligence position reports which one individual described as quote-unquote shocking details provided on these reports suggest both a greater degree of pentagon involvement and that the UAPTF's hunt for unidentified objects isn't confined only to aerial phenomena. Two officials with the DOD and one from the U.S. intelligence community were willing to provide details on the contents of the classified report. An additional three other U.S. intelligence officials and a federal law enforcement officer confirmed the report's existence, but were only willing to provide comments on their distribution. Given the report's classification and their discussion of a sensitive intelligence matter, the officials we spoke with did so only under strict conditions of anonymity. While the the, uh, debrief has agreed not to provide information on sources, identities, and employers, everyone we spoke with works within the U.S. intelligence community and under the authority of the U.S. Director of National Intelligence. So like I said, this… This article, uh, it is a little dry and, and wordy. Um, but, you know, I just want to establish, I, I thought it was important to establish where this information is coming from as much as I can since everything's classified and anonymous and everything. Mm. Um, one of the intelligence reports released in 2018 is said to have provided a general overview of the UAP topic and includes details of previous military encounters. According to sources who had read it, the report also contained an unreleased photograph of, quote, Aerial phenomena categorized as unidentified. The debrief was told the accompanying photo was captured from within the cockpit of an F A eighteen fighter jet with a pilot's personal cell phone. According to the three, uh, excuse me, according to three U S officials who had seen it, the photo showed an unidentified silver, quote unquote, cube shaped object. The report is said to have indicated the object was hovering. Or completely, <laughs> oh God. Uh, that was hovering or completely motionless when military pilots encountered it. All three officials agreed that based on the photo, the object appeared to be at an altitude of roughly 30,000 to 35,000 feet and approximately 1,000 feet from the fighter jet. No, we will go into more detail on this later. Oh, this is my note. We're going to go into more detail on this later. <laughs> the story actually came about, or, you know, the story I'm reading from came out before the photo was released basically like by a day and and there were uh, a lot more news stories about the actual photo.
0: Do you um, I'm sorry to interrupt you but uh, do you have do you have the photo?
1: Oh, I've got the photo.
0: Could you launch it over to me at some point?
1: Yeah, have you seen this? No. Okay, well our our listeners are going to have to wait. Let me let me show it to you here. Let me show you something.
0: Yeah, if you could just if you could message it to me. By the way, guys, we're still recording this on Skype. Grant and I are still in Southern California, which is still being fairly ravaged by COVID. So we're being responsible um, at the expense of audio quality. Because that's just the kind of people we are. And I'm too cheap to buy a really nice microphone. So I got these sweet headphones off of Groupon.
1: (laughs) And we'll we'll get more into this here, but I just sent it to you. We can uh, we can analyze it in a little bit here. Sweet. Um, right now we're just doing a little overview. I went I went pretty thorough on this. I was having fun and I wanted to share everything with with everybody else. I I think it's pretty interesting. You know, it's up here, not quite with the tic tac because we don't have that many details, but um, it is interesting, man. And it just goes along with what Elizondo and Senator Harry Reid have, have been telling us that there's there's a lot of this stuff out there. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So let me see. So according to those willing to discuss the document, the report's most disconcerting aspect was one of the potential explanations provided for what UAP could represent. Sources say a list of possible prosaic explanations for these mysterious airborne encounters was provided. However, the report expressly stated that the potential for UAP to be, quote, alien or, quote, non-human technology was of legitimate consideration. So that's pretty uh, – that's interesting, right? <clears throat> that's an, an official yeah. analysis. Um, so defense and intelligence officials willing to discuss the report and those who only wish to confirm its dissemination of it all expressed shock that it had been so widely distributed amongst the intelligence community. Quote, in decades with the intelligence community, I've never seen anything like this, said one intelligence official. One defense official described the report's distribution as having gone through, quote, normal, non-public information-sharing channels. Other officials who'd seen and read the report either declined to elaborate or indicated the report was distributed on various secure systems. One defense official indicated it was distributed on the DoD secret internet protocol router network, or CIPRANET. Um, two other intelligence officials said they received the information via NSA-NET, the NSA's official internet, or intranet. An additional source said the report was distributed via the CIA's Intellink system. So yeah, it's going around in intelligence communities for sure. Um, all sources interviewed by the debrief confirm that the task force issued an updated uh, second UAP position report later in the summer of this year. Like the first, officials say this report or uh, this recent intelligence report was very widely distributed and shared amongst the intelligence community. Quote, it went viral, said one intelligence official who had read the report. Overwhelmingly, everyone the debrief spoke with said the most striking feature of the recently released UAPTF intelligence position report was the inclusion of a new and, quote, extremely clear photograph of an unidentifiable triangular aircraft. The photograph, which is said to have also been taken from inside the cockpit of a military fighter jet, depicted an apparent aerospace vehicle described as a large equilateral equilateral triangle with rounded or, quote, blunted edges and large, perfectly spherical white lights in each corner. Officials who had seen it said the image was captured in 2019 by an fa 18 fighter pilot. So going to stop right here for a second because, uh, so this one, that the photo I'm talking about right now, that's, um, unrelated to the one that was released. Basically, that's a different one. And, um, they had an artist's rendition in the article. And if that's what the photo's like, then that seems crazy. And, um, you know, but it, that's like your classic black triangle with lights on the corners, um, which is interesting. It does make me think of, you know, you hear stories about how, for the longest time, the S what was it the SR seventy one or the U the U something bomber, um, you know people would see those and they they tell people it was spaceships or something or, or UFOs you know.
0: For the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you were thinking the whole time I said that. Um, no no are you talking about the stealth bomber? Is that what you're? talking Yeah about? Yeah, yeah okay exactly. I don't I don't I don't know the I, I just call it the stealth bomber.
1: I guess for a long time before that was released to the public, you know, the military would just shrug and say, like, I don't know, it must be aliens or something, you know. Um, So anyway. uh,
0: By the way, that picture you sent me hmm? of that that, uh, object that was taken, the picture was taken in the, uh, the cockpit. It looks like the mirror shield from A Link to the Past, man.
1: Okay, we'll, it was, we'll get into that, because I was definitely thinking Zelda, and I was like, what? No, wait, you were like, too?
0: You were too, yeah. or Majora's Mask, or something? I
1: was thinking Majora's Mask, yeah, yeah but in fact, Majora's Mask, it didn't really look like that. I think I think we may have talked about this already, or maybe we haven't. I don't but, think um, so,
0: man. I think you and I just, two great minds think alike. <laughs> but two, um, great, two great Zelda-obsessed minds think alike, but anyway.
1: It, it definitely reminds me of, it does look like, it looks like something from an old... 3d rendered video game right like kind of a blocky
0: semi-pixelated yeah yeah it's
1: it's not very high resolution because it's so far away um we'll get we'll get into it in a little bit more though i want to go back to this triangular craft and i hope this photo gets released to the public sometime soon because this one seems spooky but um two officials that received the report said the photo was taken after the triangular craft emerged from the ocean and began to ascend straight upwards at a 90 degree angle It was indicated that this event occurred off the eastern coast of the United States. Several other sources confirmed the photo's existence. However, they declined to provide any further specifics of the incident. Officials who read the recent report say it primarily focused on unidentifiable submersible phenomena or unidentified transmedium vehicles capable of operating both underwater and in the air. The three officials we spoke with said the report suggested the UAP task force appeared to be concerned that the objects being termed as UAP may be originating from within the world's oceans. Strange as this may sound, the idea of USOs or unidentified submersible objects is not something exclusive to the current UAPTF, end quote. Um, And then the article goes on to discuss how USOs and UAPs have often been closely linked historically, um, which is also something that we have discussed on the show before. And lest anyone forget, the famous Tic Tac sighting also appeared to involve a mysterious underwater object as well, which was hinted at by the whitewash on the ocean surface, but not clearly seen by the pilots. You remember that?
0: I sure do, man. And that yeah. was, you know, for for, for the longest time. I used to just kind of poo-poo the idea of USOs. I'm like, why would they come all the way here and then just go in the ocean? Or And also, another thing, I was under the mistaken impression that people who uh, thought that USOs were a thing were implying that the creatures themselves came from the ocean or originated from the ocean, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. But what does make sense to me is that if... Uh, Whatever these creatures are, if they exist, come from uh, light years away, uh, and they can withstand the rigors of space travel. Surely they could withstand the uh, you know, heavy-duty water pressure um, yeah. under the ocean. And yeah, if they do want to observe, I mean, there's plenty of ocean to hide in around here, man. So, exactly. I uh, mean, I, that's one example just... of that's one example of my own hubris getting in the way of my of, of thinking. So I think uh, that's one thing I've kind of I guess I've come around to uh, as we've begun this podcast.
1: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I forget what episode I was talking about it, but I, I also came across another article with um, which has been kind of argued against, I guess, if it was real or not, but about about. You know, people talking with submariners, and and them often seeing unexplainable objects darting around in the water or whatever. You know. Ooh. <clears throat> Do you remember that? And it's like the the official policy is if you can't explain it, then or you you always can explain everything or something. Like.
0: Yeah, because you don't want to you don't want to come out and say, "Hey, man, there's crazy lights down here," because then people will think, "Hey, the, this guy's." this the The pressure getting to him, and uh, yeah. we give this guy a desk job for the rest of his life. or he's, he's gonna pull a dos boot
1: type thing. But, um, yeah, so so those are all the details that really stuck out to me in the article. I, I highly recommend anybody who is interested to go back and read it for yourself. It goes into a lot more detail and has a lengthy discussion of why it is doubtful that these phenomena would be some kind of top-secret black-budget military technology, either American or otherwise. Um, there are also some interesting military UFO video links embedded in the story, which which are always cool, you know. Mm. Um. Now, as I said that first story came out immediately before the actual photo of the cube-shaped object was released to the public. And if you haven't seen that photo, again, I, I definitely recommend checking it out just as as my buddy Tom just did live on the air, but it's uh it's quite a strange-looking object. So this these are my thoughts here. At first glance, it's almost easy to dismiss it as one of those Mylar party balloons or something, but um but you know, like the Tic Tac video, you would have to to disregard the pilot testimony in order to believe that. Um the object doesn't really look like a cube. It's hard to describe it. It reminds me kind of like a shield or crest shape, almost, or maybe a mask. When I when I first saw it, it made me think of Majora's mask from the Legend of Zelda game. But yeah. I think that is kind of a leap after going back and looking at Majora's mask itself. Um, the details are really really difficult to to make out. But yeah, it looks like like a shield shape, kind of with like
0: it does like
1: lines or.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry this isn't your lucky day uh, yeah it looks like a shield man uh yeah. it, it really does and i immediately mirror mirror shield mirror shield from legend of zelda a link to the past on the super nintendo entertainment system i think that's uh,
1: like, oh yeah um, yeah kind of like a face shape or something kind of like a maybe a mask or something but um anyway uh it's definitely not a cube. I would not describe it as a cube, but that's for sure. At least
0: it doesn't look like it, uh, when they, when they zoom in on it. I mean, it's closer,
1: I guess closer to a cube than like a pyramid or a a sphere. So maybe that's the way they classify things, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, And the fact that the pilot said it was impervious to, uh, um, you know, in the article, I think you mentioned it as well. Um, the, the pilot said that the 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 shield-looking object or whatever it is uh, seemed impervious to any kind of, like, movement in terms of, like, wind movement. So, like, it, for instance, if it was a Mylar balloon, it would be flitting and flying around up there, kind of. Yeah, uh,
1: which uh, seems, you know, off the eastern seabird, seaboard is... Um, not seabird, but, um, yeah, off the eastern uh, seaboard is is where they had those encounters with the, well, really the, um, I can't even remember what it's called now, the gimbal craft that was famously videotaped or the, um, you know, the little sphere with the cube inside it. <gasps> um, and that's where they do training and stuff. I don't, there's not a lot of details here. I'll I'll go over it real quick, but there's not a lot of details about what the actual encounter, what happened with it or anything, just that it was hovering there apparently and they took a photo of it.
0: Um excuse me, Grant, it's actually certain other podcasts pronounce that hovering. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah.
1: Um But I uh I don't know, I'd be interested to know more of the story. And if they did just find something hovering there over US airspace, then would they not engage it or do something? I mean, that seems kind of risky, you know. Um I guess you mean mean to
0: you mean to let it be or to engage Yeah,
1: do they just take a picture and they just take off like like in Top Gun or something?
0: Well, maybe they—they um, uh, they were inverted. I, I don't know if, if you—I—I I, I don't know what fighter protocol is, but I assume uh, if you see something up there that you can't identify, see, <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, "Hey, is this one of ours?" Or uh, right. is this commercial? Or is this a some private citizen like driving a drone up here at thirty-five thousand feet? Because if so, uh, that's a no-no, buddy.
1: Yeah, and I. I mean, I wonder if they picked it up on their their radars or fancy gizmos or um, yeah. I'm just I'm just interested to know what other de- uh, data is out there. I didn't really get an estimate of the size of it or anything, but um, let me go into to what I do have here. So this is again from Tim McMillan of the Debrief org from December third, so a day after that last story. Uh, in a story entitled "Leaked Photos Surfaces a Purported Unidentified Aerial Phenomena," and. Um, Yeah, obviously my man Tim McMillan here got the scoop from his connects there. Yes. Uh, But, quote, according to officials the debrief spoke with, the photo appears to be the same as one referenced in our previous reporting, described as an, quote, unidentified silver cube-shaped object encountered by military pilots as it hovered motionlessly over the ocean. It appears evident that the image was captured by the backseat weapon systems operator of what appears to be an F-A-18 fighter jet. The photo was consistent with the claims that the image was captured by a pilot using their personal cell phone. Officials we spoke with said the image was captured in 2018 off the east coast of the United States. While details are difficult to make out, the image appears to depict an inverted bell-shaped object, which is not readily (laughs) identifiable given the photo's context. The object appears to possess ridges or other protrusions along its lateral edges, extending towards its base. The object bears at least some resemblance to a GPS drop sonde, an atmospheric profiling device designed to be dropped from aircraft. However, notably absent in the pilot's photo is the GPS receiver, which trails below a drop sonde's um, square cone parachute. The debrief, and yeah, basically they, they had a picture of a, I don't think I'm pronouncing it right, but drop dropsond. Um, and it's kind of like a, an upside-down pyramid-shaped parachute holding some kind of transmitter-type thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, quote, in regards to the photo, while the image of the object is not clear, it certainly does not look like a drop dropsond, Hawk told the debrief. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, jumping ahead here. The debrief reached out to Terry Hawk, In situ sensing facility or ISF manager at the National Center for Atmospheric Research's Earth Observing Laboratory about whether the object in the photo resembled any recognizable atmospheric research equipment. In regards to the photo, while the image of the object is not clear, it certainly does not look like a drop Hawk told the debrief, because there are no signs of a drop sound below the object where the object could potentially be a parachute. It does not have the right shape. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Mr. Hawk is under a lot of pressure It looks like um,
0: Can I Can I do this next part? Oh uh, yeah No actually you should Because uh, your voice is better at that Go ahead
1: <laughs> You want me to send it to you? Or,
0: no I got uh, it <clears throat> Drops on are dropped into hurricanes Over water Not over military bases Hawk added A drops on descent is around 15 meters per second Thus it would be very brief for a pilot to see, and therefore would obviously need to be an aircraft above the Navy aircraft, which could be confirmed with ATC.
1: In Hawk's opinion, the object most closely resembles a Mylar balloon.
0: And that's what I thought too, man. At yeah. first. I thought first I thought Legend of Zelda Shield. Second I thought Mylar Balloon. But I don't <laughs> I don't feel like Mylar Balloon uh fits Given the the fact of how how far up it goes and that it, I feel like any kind of seasoned pilot would be able to recognize a mylar balloon,
1: yeah, and I went opposites, I thought mylar balloon first and then uh uh shield floating shield second, but uh i um yeah, again, we'd have to disregard the pilot to really uh think that that was a mylar balloon, you know, yeah um. There are scientific research groups that do launch balloons when they refer to which they refer to as drifters, Hawk told us. This may be a possibility. Uh, another possibility, Mr. Hawk is that the photo depicts some variety of military radar reflector or research balloon. However, two defense officials we spoke with said pilots who encountered the object described that unlike a balloon under similar conditions, the object was completely motionless and seemingly unaffected by ambient air currents. A point we were making. Yes. I I just know again, I mean I'm not a pilot, but you know, even the even being in a passenger plane, you're up there above the clouds, just kind of in, in your whole other world, just all by your lonesome, unless you see a, a distant plane or something. Yeah. Coming across something like this would just freak me
0: out. <laughs> no know? kidding.
1: Man. Um not to mention a, a huge pyramid or or triangle coming out of the water and shooting straight up. Um, yeah. But, again, I'm not in the military. I'm, I'm not the, uh, the bravest man in the world, I think. but um,
0: You're a common man.
1: I'm a common man. Um, so, uh, while they did not describe the photo as compelling, all three officials we spoke with seemed dismissive of the idea that it depicts a balloon. According to these sources... The photo would not have been issued if there were reasonable estimates that the object was a balloon, given the nature of the intelligence report in which it appeared, In quote. Um, you know, I'm getting bored with my own reporting when I just start doing funny voices or quote-unquote funny voices. Um, so, so then I found a few other articles kind of reporting on the original article without really adding anything. Um, I did find some comments from Nick Pope, who I'm a fan of. Uh, in a story entitled "Leaked UFO Pentagon Photo: Mysterious Object That U.S. Intelligence Admits Could Be Alien,"
0: oh, by, by Al the way, uh, sorry,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sorry to, to backtrack here. Uh, I would like to reach out to uh, Terry Hawk and offer our sincerest apologies for our impression of the Terry Hawk voice, which I have never heard. I assume Grant <laughs> has never heard, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, Terry, Terry Hawk, if that's not what you actually sound like. Uh, we apologize. We're just doing our best over here.
1: Yeah, I just... Um, I thought it would be funnier if... if Mr. Oh, Roberts it was.
0: It was. He, yeah, it was. It was funnier. I can guarantee you. The funniness went up. like It was like funny squared right there. <laughs> Exponentially funnier.
1: So we got Nick Pope. Um, and this, this article is by Ollie Smith on express.co.uk on December 5th, 2020. Nick Pope who previously investigated UFOs for the UK Ministry of Defense, said, I'm more interested in the fact that this first photo has been leaked and in the related leaking of information about the Pentagon's unidentified aerial task force where serving intelligence community personnel have shared insights from two intelligence position reports. With my own defense background in this subject, three things stand out. Firstly, the description by one insider of the report says, quote, shocking. A word that begs the question: what What about UAP? Do these people find shocking? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what don't they find shocking about UAP? <laughs> yeah, I
1: know, that is weird. Uh, it's yeah. Why wouldn't they be shocked that there's something we can't explain in the air? Um. He added. Secondly. The fact that the intelligence reports seem to have been given a surprisingly wide distribution in various intelligence agencies. And thirdly, the fact that the extraterrestrial hypothesis seems genuinely not to have been taken off the table. Mr. Pope later told DailyMail.com, What this new information does is confirm that the U.S. government is taking the UFO phenomenon more seriously than ever before. I anticipate further revelations shortly. And he didn't say revolutions notice, but... (laughs) I don't want to get back into U.S. politics here. Um, But, yeah, famous last words, man. I anticipate further revelations shortly. Uh, I'm hoping so. Uh, Ghetto. So, I guess, yeah, I mean, to be fair, he investigated this stuff for the government for a long time, the U.K. government. But he seems pretty unperturbed. (laughs) He doesn't seem too taken aback by it. So, maybe this stuff is more common than we've been led to believe or... Or maybe we should just believe what people are telling us, you know? When a government shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> yeah, believe them. I don't know. That's a tough one, actually. Um, so it's uh, so that's pretty fascinating stuff, huh? I, I, yeah, man. Like I said, I hope the the triangle craft photo becomes available to the public. That one seems pretty interesting. Um,
0: Could you shoot I'd, me the artist rendering real quick so I can
1: make oh, some geez. outlandish
0: comment about it? i'm sorry man
1: yeah i mean it's well i'll let you judge for yourself here
0: and yeah, again we got I, we, we got to get our podcast and shoes back on here it's been and we're, uh, we're you slightly know, out of practice
1: you guys yeah. listening you can you can follow along at home and, and click on the links yeah um again this was from the uh the first story there um I don't know how accurate it is, but it, it looks a lot like the uh, the cube shaped one, except it's a big black triangle with lights on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, it looks like a little bit like
0: Mickey Mouse, except for it looks like Donald Duck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just the framing of it and everything. Um, it looked kind of like the cover of like a choose your own adventure book or something. Whoa, sweet. Except it doesn't have like a a young kid, like with his mouth open and wise eyes wide sitting in the cockpit or anything. Um, that took me back. Anyway, I won't go down memory lane here. Um, so, uh, yeah, I didn't see any estimates of the size of that cube-shaped object, and it's hard to tell how distant it is from the photo, but um, I guess they did say it was like 1,000 feet away. Um, but the triangle one is described as large and detailed. So I wasn't able to verify going back through the story, but I believe that the craft was actually pyramidal as opposed to triangular. But either way, mm-hmm. black triangles have you know definitely been a thing in UFO lore for a long time. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, that would freak me out to see a big pyramid coming out of the water and just shooting up into space. That's pretty radical.
0: Oh yeah, I see the artist rendering. Yeah, that does look scary, man. Uh, if I saw anything like that, uh, it looks like a, uh, a thing from a, a billiards table, like a rack, like a like a, a shaped like a rack. With like a, a a billiard ball in each corner. I guess that's how I would describe it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, your classic black triangle, really, you know, with white lights on the corners. Sheesh. You know, everyone's seen. But yeah, that's pretty incredible. Um, I've heard a lot of stories, too. None of have really reported on because like, I wasn't able to find like original sources or anything. I just heard about them on other podcasts, but about pilots encountering large pyramids and stuff and they're crazy stories and apparently they're giant i that's what i want to i want to know like estimates of the size of these things cuz that always creeps me out when they're gigantic you know
0: yeah yeah and the the one that that sticks out to me is the japan air one when they're flying over alaska that was like mothership yeah. sized man that right. was uh uh what's his name uh, pilot terauchi or, or
1: even yeah. Yeah, uh, Teraguchi maybe. I,
0: or, think ter- I think it was. I think it was <laughs> Teraguchi.
1: Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, it makes me think of the abyss too. Speaking of USOs, when that huge craft yeah. just comes up out of the water, you know, that was awesome. That's a good movie. I haven't seen it in a long while, but I remember it being pretty good. It's James call. Cameron. It can't be that bad. Um. Well, what would you say, Tom, if the story goes even deeper than that?
0: Deeper than the Marianas Trench?
1: No, no, deeper than uh, just like a couple of reports going around. Because apparently we have a whistleblower coming forward in Israel and claiming that Israel and the U.S. governments have, quote, both been dealing with aliens for years.
0: Uh, I did hear. I heard a little smidge about that. but uh,
1: This please. is from a December 12, 2020 story in the Jerusalem Post by Aaron Reich. And um, as you're all constantly texting me with ridiculous ridiculous titles of uh, huge if true because um...
0: <laughs> I just love saying big if true yeah. <laughs> big if true that's uh, that's my favorite so even if uh, even if it's an Onion article or the hard times I always say big if true
1: because <laughs> that's true yeah you sent me some silly ones before but um, this is a crazy story I got to say um I don't know. It's a lot like that Canadian defense minister coming forward, just saying, like, yeah, we're in contact with like seven different alien species. (laughs) (laughs) So I wonder how much, how much, uh, I don't know. All I've I've got is this one story. I didn't have time to uh, to delve into that deeper. But um, here's from the article. Uh, According to retired Israeli officer and current professor Haim Ashed, the answer is yes. But this has been kept a secret because, quote, humanity isn't ready. Oh, I skipped the lead line. What, which is, has the state of Israel made contact <laughs> with aliens?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's the yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: sorry. I didn't realize I was going to be confusing until I was already on there, committed. As far as
0: confusion goes, I'd call that a big yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I always skip
0: their uh, their little
1: their little lead lines, but um,
0: it's called a cut line.
1: Oh, oh it is okay.
0: Or a byline.
1: It's always just seems silly to me.
0: Not a headline.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. The cut line then. I don't know, they always have like a a little uh anyway, enough. Enough on this this nonsense. Um so speaking in an interview to Yidiot Aronat a shed who served as This is from the Jerusalem Post by the way. So uh probably going to mispronounce a lot of stuff. <laughs> idiot Aronat. <laughs> Did you say idiot? Yediot Aronat. <laughs> I'm watching Tom try to keep it in here on the video. Um,
0: oh my god.
1: Oh. Yes. It's an interview to Yediot Aronat. Ashed, who served as the head of Israel's space program for nearly 30 years and is a three-time recipient of the Israel Security Award, explained that Israel and the U.S. have both been dealing with aliens for years, and this by no means refers to immigrants, with Ashed clarifying the existence of a quote-unquote galactic federation. The 87-year-old former head of the Defense Ministry's Space Division gave further descriptions about exactly what sort of agreements have been made between the aliens and the U.S., which ostensibly have been made because they wish to research and understand, quote, the fabric of the universe. This cooperation includes a secret underground base on Mars where there are American and alien
0: representatives.
1: (laughs) Wait
0: a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. What? Really?
1: It's it's pretty out there. Now, I don't like the wording on this because it says, which ostensibly have been made because they wish to research and understand, quote-unquote, the fabric of the universe. So are they working with us to understand the fabric of the universe, or are we working with them to understand the fabric of the universe? I would assume we're working with them.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, because I doubt we would have anything substantive to offer them.
1: The dark fabric of the universe. <laughs> um. <laughs> but,
0: uh, <laughs> I I caught the little Modest Mouse reference there that was great um, for the dark center of the universe
1: yeah and what if this guy I don't know I don't want to be ageist but what if this guy's just off his rockers and he's just ranting about aliens and stuff at 87 and they're taking advantage of him Um. well we'll, we'll get into that but if true This would coincide with U.S. President Donald Trump's creation of the Space Force as the fifth branch of the U.S. Armed Forces, though it is unclear how long this sort of relationship, if any, has been going on between the U.S. and its reported extraterrestrial allies. But Ashed insists that Trump is aware of them and that he was, quote, on the verge of disclosing their existence. However, the Galactic Federation reportedly stopped him from doing so, saying they wished to prevent mass hysteria since they felt humanity... Humanity needed to quote Evolve and reach a stage where he will Understand what space and spaceships are Well
0: quote. you know what man That would actually be one of the most Plausible things that Trump has ever said
1: Yeah um, Well Yeah yeah The thing is uh, Well Trump was going to blow the lid on it But then the Galactic Federation put the kibosh on it Cause, 'Cause they wish to prevent mass hysteria. And plus, you know, the Galactic Federation, they're gonna
0: they're gonna follow the prime directive every time. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't wanna divulge <laughs> all sorts all their interplanetary, interstellar knowledge to Donald Trump.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway.
0: I'm just trying to go along with this here, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. This is the Jerusalem Post. I think a close ally. Uh, I don't want to get into international politics, but they got they got Trump's back. They're trying to make him look like a hero here, in my opinion.
0: Is the Jerusalem Post anything like the New York Post? Because if it is, is. I don't I wouldn't call it reputable.
1: I think I've got some stuff from the New York Post coming up here too. Sweet! A lot of these uh, right-wing papers, they, uh, they they follow this UFO stuff, which... Anyway, I don't want to get into politics either. But um, as for why he's chosen to reveal this information now, Ashed explained that the timing was simply due to how much this academic landscape has changed and how respected he is in academia. If I had come up with what I'm saying today five years ago, I would have been hospitalized, he explained to yetiot. He added that today... They're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I've received my degrees and awards. I'm respected in universities abroad, where the trend is also changing. Ashed provided more information on his newest, in his newest book, The Universe Beyond the Horizon, conversations with Professor Haim Ashed, along with other details such as how aliens have prevented nuclear apocalypses and, quote, when we can jump in and visit the men in black. The book is available now for NIS 98, which I don't know what that means. Huh. Uh, probably uh, something to do with it, Israeli money or something um, so it could just be that he's trying to sell a book here which is what a lot of the commenters were suggesting um, or it could be true and, and we're maybe that's why no one was too too chagrined about those reports or something I don't know <laughs> It's uh, this one's a pretty extreme story if it's true that's pretty amazing Big if um, true, dude, huh?
0: Big if true, dude. yeah,
1: i don't I don't know what kind of evidence he has or if he's just making these claims, and you know, like he said, he's got nothing to lose. Uh, let's see. While it is unclear if any evidence exists that could support ashed's claims, they did come just ahead of a recent announcement by Space ill or space I l the group behind Israel's failed attempt to launch a spacecraft on the moon in 2019. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what the, what the connection there is. Um, Now. So yeah, that, that one's huge if true, I think it's, it's hard to know how much credit to give it.
0: Yeah. Mars base. I, I don't think so, man. That's, that's way too, um, it would be easily observed if there was a base on Mars, even if it's under the surface. There's, I just don't, I don't buy that, man. Sorry.
1: Okay. Well, um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. It's, I need to to kind of look closer at it, honestly, and um, somehow I doubt he has much evidence or anything, you know. Uh, yeah. Like I said, he may just be trying to sell some books while he's retired or something. But um, I don't know. He's got some credentials. Who knows? Um, Another big development in the UFO world has also been underway recently. And I think I think you might have hinted at this one, Tom. Uh, This is from a New York Post article entitled COVID-19 bill started a 100. (laughs) Sorry. COVID-19 bill started a 180 day countdown for UFO disclosures. From December 29, 2020, written by Stephen Greenstreet and Stephen Nelson. Quote President Trump's signature Sunday on the 2.3 trillion. <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's going to be hard to follow. All right, let me start over here. Uh, President Trump's signature Sunday on the 2.3 trillion COVID 19 relief and government funding bill started a 180 day countdown for the Pentagon and spy agencies to say what they know about UFOs. The provision received very little attention, in part because it wasn't included in the text of the 5,593-page legislation, but as a quote-unquote committee comment attached to the Annual Intelligence Authorization Act, which was rolled into the massive bill. The Senate Intelligence Committee, chaired by Senator Marco Rubio, said in the comment that it – Quote, directs the Director of National Intelligence, in consultation with the Secretary of Defense and the heads of such other agencies, to submit a report within 180 days of the date of enactment of the act to the Congressional Intelligence and Armed Services Committees or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Or on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. That's very legalese. I'm sure you can follow that, Tom, but it got confusing for me while I was reading it.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um.
1: I- Oh, go ahead. Just some organizations with lengthy names, basically. Um, the report must address, quote, observed airborne objects that have not been identified and should include a, quote, detailed analysis of unidentified phenomena, data collected by A, geospatial intelligence, B, signals intelligence, C, human intelligence, and D, measurement and signals intelligence, the committee said. The report must also contain, quote, A detailed analysis of data of the FBI, which was derived from investigations of intrusions of unidentified aerial phenomena data over restricted United States airspace and an assessment of whether this unidentified aerial phenomena activity may be attributed to one or more foreign adversaries. Coincidentally, this article actually refers back to the debrief.org as well. Quote, Chris Mellon, former deputy assistant deputy (laughs) deputy deputy. yeah, I found this interesting. Like, I I wonder if the debrief. It just seems weird that after it, after uh, Two of the Stars Academy has been around for a year, all of a sudden we got this like military linked um, news organization that's releasing all these press releases and stuff. You know, I don't know if that's connected or to kind of, kind of counteract that. You know, or or what their connections are. I mean, these reporters they they're military reporters already. Like they're you know what i mean like uh military correspondence and stuff
0: so you're saying maybe like the the founding of to the stars academy might have lit a fire under their rump to uh get uh to get information out there on their own terms
1: maybe or or maybe i mean it just inspired the debrief to kind of do the same thing you know since they already had the connections and stuff but Mm. yeah it's interesting or maybe it is part of like the guys from To the Stars Academy and they know how to where the connections are and stuff. I don't I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out loud, you know. It just seems like an odd coincidence. But then
0: Hey, thinking out loud is what we do here on our UFO Reel.
1: Because the uh the debrief, you know, they had the connection with Chris Mellon, who's who's definitely part of To the Stars. And um looks like they were emailing this guy and and he had some, some things to say here. So uh, quote, Chris Mellon And again, this is this is from the debrief.org. Quote, Chris Mellon, former deputy assistant secretary of defense for intelligence, told the debrief that, quote, the newly enacted Intelligence Authorization Act incorporates the Senate Intelligence Committee's report language, calling for an unclassified all source report on the UAP phenomenon. This was accomplished in the joint explanatory statement accompanying the bill. Consequently. It's now fair to say that the request for an unclassified report on the UAP phenomenon enjoys the support of both parties in both houses of Congress, said Mellon, who is also a former staff director of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Assuming the executive branch honors this important request, the nation will at long last have an objective basis for assessing the validity of the issue and its national security implications. This is an extraordinary and long overdue opportunity. Mellon added. Go ahead
0: this that's key assuming they you know decide to comply with it uh, yeah. who's who's to say any any document any given document is going to be released there's there's no i mean are, are there any well, like proposed penalties or consequences for not releasing stuff
1: again i'm i'm going to get into that in just a minute here um, okay let me finish up with Mr. Mellon see what he has to say but uh, he, Mellon did add quote I'm hopeful the new administration will rig- rigorously execute its oversight prerogatives because the concerns of the public and numerous US military personnel have been ignored by a complacent or complacent national security bureaucracy for far too long end quote but as I was anxious to share with you in the actual article from TheDebrief.org by Ryan Sprague and Tim McMillan and also from uh, December 29, 2020, entitled UAP Task Force to Provide a Report to Senate Intelligence Committee, they do throw a little cold water on the idea that this will be a full disclosure to the public or even to Congress itself, possibly. Quote, while this news may be exciting for many UFO UAP enthusiasts, the UAP report provision is not binding law so there is no guarantee the public will be provided any comprehensive information on UAP. Additionally, if the UAP task force deems certain information classified, the legislative branch does not have the authority to declassify that information in order to make it publicly available. With a new executive administration taking office in less than a month, it may ultimately come down to the significance the Biden administration and new presidential appointees place on the UAP issue. And then we get into Elizondo, who they introduced earlier in the article, but I, I kind of skipped over. We all pretty much know who Lou Elizondo is, I think. Um, yep. Basically left the government or ATIP to uh, to head to the stars or be their face at least. Um, quote, we must remain diligent diligent in order to ensure any report submitted to Congress is done to the level and expectations of the committee members, Elizondo said and not simply a whitewash to satisfy yet another congressional requirement. As 2021 approaches, the UAP issue is more visible than ever. Despite this, the level of accessibility of information included with the task task force's forthcoming report remains to be determined. Quote, this report, when submitted, will serve as a litmus to determine how seriously the Pentagon takes this topic, Elizondo said, and even more so, the authority and the will of the Congress. Let me remind the Pentagon, Elizondo added, that the world is watching and will judge them on their actions. Yeah, that's always stopped the Pentagon before, am I right? (laughs) Uh, That being said, the CIA claims to have already released all of the information that it has on UFOs to the public before the 180-day deadline. This is from a story on FoxNews.com called CIA Releases UFO Black Vault Documents Early. How to See Them Online. Um. Yeah, this one was weird. I, I couldn't actually tell who the author is as the page is laid out kind of strangely, and it, it seems to imply that the New York Post is the author, but uh, I don't think the huh. New York Post wrote it. Um, but the story is from uh, January 12th, 2021. Quote, by way of the... In- Freedom of Information Act, thousands of the CIA documents on unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena, as the government calls them, are now accessible via download at the Black Vault, a website operated by author and podcaster John Greenwald Jr. The CIA claims that they have now provided all the information on UAP they have, though there is no way to know that's true. Have you heard about this already? No. Okay, yeah. It's it's huge if true.
0: Um, Massive if true. Uh, or big if true. <laughs> um, no, gargantuan if true.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, apparently it is true. So, research by the Black Vault will continue to see if there are additional documents still uncovered within the CIA's holdings, Greenwald promised in a statement on his website. I don't know how he's going to do that, but uh, the release comes months before the Pentagon was due to brief Congress on what the military knows about UAP, a date dictated in the most recent COVID 19 relief bill, which passed in late December. The demands for alien intel became so many that the CIA eventually compiled it onto a CD-ROM, obtained by Greenwald, and uploaded to the Black Vault, divvied into dozens of downloadable PDFs.
0: Wait a minute. A CD-ROM,
1: Grant? Yeah, there's a picture of it on you the You mean Black it wasn't Vault. a floppy just...
0: disk? It, it wasn't a floppy disk?
1: No, it was a CD-ROM, man. Well, It's it kind of weird, thumb- though. Wait, it
0: wasn't a thumb drive?
1: It seems like the story is no, no, yeah, that is kind of funny. It's a CD ROM that you could buy, I guess, from the CIA. I don't know if they have it on their website or what. But um has yeah, seen just, on TV. Yeah, that like that's the story is I guess this guy from the Black Vault Greenwald, he um he hit them with so many FOIAs or freedom of information act requests that they eventually were just like, All right, here's we put them all on a CD. <laughs> <laughs> and then he bought it so he could upload it to his website for everyone to download, which cool, just seems a little fishy already coming well, from the CIA, you know?
0: Well, here's, here's the thing, man. Uh, information isn't free. Even when I get, even when I go to the district attorney's office to pick up discovery for some of our clients, uh, you got to pay for it. You got to yeah. pay for the, for the, for the disc. So I guess, I guess uh, that's true.
1: yeah, it makes yeah. sense, but yeah. it just seems weird. Um, but just so they that the CIA of all people would give up. They're like, "All right, this guy's good with his FOIA request, Let's just give him everything."
0: I just think it's um, funny that it's on a CD-ROM. I don't know why that. that.
1: Well, you got to see the. Photo. <laughs> it just seems. It, it just seems antiquated. It's very He's 90s. Like, you just see it. They put like a picture of like a UFO photo on there, with oh like my god, a font and stuff. It's again, it's in the links. Look at the Black Vault one. Um,
0: Do you remember? See, C- okay, like slight tangent. Do you remember CD-ROM speeds? Like there was like a, a two a two time a two X and there was like a four X and then there was like six speed CD-ROM drives you know that would anyway uh, yeah I barely remember that but yeah there was the very first generation of CD-ROMs had this little thing you had to it looked like a CD case that you had to insert into the computer itself and it would spin it for you but anyway
1: I don't remember that yeah. But I, I did send you the link if you want to uh, check it
0: out. Ooh, I'm taking a gander right now. Let's see here. Um, the black. Yeah, Vault.
1: It, it looks like you went to uh, to Walmart and bought like a CD-ROM game for twenty bucks or something. You know, it just came in a clear jewel case.
0: Um, let's see.
1: Wow. So. So anyway, yeah, the CIA eventually compiled it into a CD-ROM obtained by Greenwald and uploaded to the Black Vault, divvied into dozens of downloadable PDFs. Greenwald told Vice's motherboard that he believes the documents are made difficult to parse for calculated reasons. Quote, the CIA has made it incredibly difficult to use their records in a reasonable manner, he said, of the outdated file format. In my opinion, this outdated format makes it very difficult for people to see the documents and use them for any research purpose. Despite the purported difficulty inherent in searching through these records, I've included a link in the show notes to the download page on the Black Vault for those who are interested. Uh, I'm sure there is some interesting stuff in there. You know, I haven't looked at it myself, but I did find another article on foxnews.com from January 18, 2021 by Chris Siaka entitled UFO Documents Released by CIA Are Real Life X-Files, Expert Says. And the expert is our old friend Nick Pope. Ah. Um, Nick Pope, a former employee and UFO investigator for Britain's Ministry of Defence, oh, sorry, this is uh, this is the article here. Uh, Nick Pope, a former employee and UFO investigator for Britain's Ministry of Defence, said there are some fascinating documents in the files, which are more than 2,700 pages. However, the odd manner in which they were released and difficulty searching them will fuel conspiracy theories. There's an irony in the UFO community expecting to find a smoking gun and material released by an organization they believe is part of a cover-up, and recent revelations about the Pentagon's ATIP program and the United Aerial Phenomena Task Force suggest anyone looking in CIA files for the answer to the UFO mystery is looking at the wrong agency. Pope told an email uh, Pope said in an email to Fox News. Perhaps these documents the government wants people to see, a bit like a magician who does something flamboyant with one hand, to draw people's attention, while the important thing is going on in his other hand, behind his back. Perhaps coincidentally, the UK also released its so-called quote x files a document trove of reported ufo related sightings early last year the royal air force ran a ufo unit for the 50 years but shut it down in 2009 after coming to the conclusion that none of the reports offered evidence of a real threat after the uk's decision to publish reported ufo sightings online 61 percent of americans surveyed said they wanted the u.s government to do the same end quote Mm. So uh, so there you have it. The U.S. DOD is actively investigating UFOs and UAPs and circulating reports and photos of phenomena that they can't identify the origins of. Uh, somebody is purportedly in the know, is claiming that the U.S. and Israeli government is actively working with extraterrestrials as we speak. And the U.S. DOD is set to release all that it knows about the phenomenon in the next few months. And the CIA has already released everything. So definitely has been a, a pretty eventful few months in UFO news. Yeah, no kidding, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I hit you guys with a lot of info there, but I, you know, wanted to be thorough, quite thorough.
0: Well, you were, and uh, I, I thank you for that, man. I think um, the biggest thing it'll, it'll be
1: interesting to see what researchers find and all this data. I kind of have my doubts for all the reasons we've discussed that this, the latest release to Congress, is really going to reveal anything.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath, man. Even, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah
1: but it would be interesting. I think the most interesting thing is that photo and these other <laughs> stories similar to the Tic Tac, you know. It just seems like there's a lot of crazy stories out there from the Air Force that uh, right. uh and there's a lot more and, where that those came from, you know.
0: And if we if we could remove the stigma of UAP, uh especially for pilots, you know, who it make them unafraid to come forward with their sightings and everything. Uh, without fear of repercussion, like commercial pilots, uh, military pilots, any kind of pilots who see stuff like this should uh, not have to worry about getting uh, saddled with a desk job. Uh, well, if you
1: remember, I mean, they kind of have done that lately.
0: Yeah, lately. Yeah, exactly. Which is how things should be going. That's that's yeah. great, man. Yeah. So
1: maybe we can hope to hear a lot more about this kind of stuff, you know. Um, I guess... It it is surprising that they would just release like a cell phone picture from the back of an F eighteen. I I guess there's nothing like top secret in there or anything, but you know, right. even just releasing the cockpit or anything seems seems odd. But I'm sure the capabilities are well known by most of our enemies or whatever. Right. Um. Do we really have enemies in this world? I don't know.
0: You know what? I think we do. Uh, believe yeah, it or not.
1: True. Yeah. That's true. Um. Well, I guess we have one one last piece of uh unfortunate unfortunate UFO news here to share with our listeners uh, if you guys have stuck around but um
0: are you uh, talking about the the ua? Ua? oh no no actually I wasn't you weren't yes yeah, okay. so, so
1: full disclosure yeah we were going, into, going to go oh, into well yeah
0: we'll we'll talk about that next time I'm we'll save that for the next one uh,
1: well, well, actually, what I was gonna share was that we're we're gonna be going on an extended, indefinite hiatus. <laughs> 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 I don't know if we should be making any more promises or anything. Um, yeah,
0: I look, man, I don't, I don't want to say we're gonna go on an extended hiatus because I feel like I these next couple weeks coming up, I'm gonna have some time to do some serious digging, hopefully. So. Um, I think we got at least one more episode uh, within the next two weeks, hopefully. Uh, this is
1: our we... 48th, so we can at least stick around for 50, I think, right? Oh,
0: we gotta, yeah. And, you know, uh, I've been saying it for a long time. Uh, my old pal Grant here has been shouldering the heavy, heavy burden of doing research and everything. And due to my work schedule, I've been unable to... Um, uh carry my fair share of that burden. So our episodes, I think it's fair to say that our episodes are not going to be uh, as frequent as they were last year. Uh, however, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to just, uh, I don't want to let this podcast die, man. I really like doing this. I really, um, you know, we're still getting great feedback from all of you listeners out there. We, we love each and every one of you who are, who are giving us, uh, you know, five star reviews and, um, sending us your, your happy messages. And we really appreciate that. So I do enjoy this. It's just, you know, we don't, <laughs> we don't make a dime off of this podcast and it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's a labor of love.
1: So, yeah. It's pretty uh, research intensive. I've been I've been having a lot of stuff going on. Um, I'm actually full disclosure in the theme of the episode, but uh some more UFO news. Yeah, I've got a got a little baby coming.
0: In yeah moment, so I'm not buddy.
1: Have much time at all to myself,
0: basically. You're not gonna be able to but sleep, uh, man. I am so happy I, for you guys. That's great, dude. That's yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the entire UFO community is this. <laughs> 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 scratches her head amazing. <laughs> so uh, everybody everybody's listening let's get a round of applause for for grant the soon to be soon to be dad you. i've been a dad for a while now and it's uh it's awesome and uh grant's gonna be a dad too so
1: like the like the ufo phenomena itself it's exciting but also very scary so <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: it's pretty scary
1: did it well definitely looking forward to uh amazing times ahead I should yeah. say so I get full disclosure on on what my daughter is like but um
0: yeah well um but, but anyway yeah sense. we'll
1: be back for, for a couple more at least but yes. yeah this research is killing me you know I like to go in deep with it or I don't like I'm, I'm all or nothing you know so
0: yeah
1: I just don't yeah. have the time to do it anymore the energy honestly but uh, <laughs> I <laughs> but love doing for, it though
0: yeah and this is this is really fun for me man and you know anyone who's out there listening who hasn't already please leave us uh a nice review uh wherever you wherever you're listening on this podcast Where, wherever yeah. you are listening to this podcast leave us a nice review a message we're on facebook we're on instagram uh our ufo real podcast um it always amazes us when we get
1: positive feedback. Honestly, yeah, we like,
0: love it. We love, love it. Yeah. Uh,
1: like listening to us at least. But uh yeah. we're we're always flattered and honored and and we enjoy the, the one-star ones too, but
0: not really, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of that kind of hurts my fee wings. But Yeah. Hey. True,
1: true.
0: <laughs> hey, it comes with the territory.
1: <laughs> but I understand the shortcomings that people see too.
0: Of course.
1: I make a lot of slip-ups with my most of those are that. Like as soon as they said this, I was out. <laughs> I was like, Oh, <laughs> guess I missed the ball on that one. But uh,
0: Oh well. Can't please everybody, man.
1: Gotta if you're in this field, you gotta know the years of Roswell and keep the timeline straight and if you uh, say
0: nineteen forty eight instead of nineteen forty seven, you're toast, buddy.
1: The name, I'm out. Names of project paperclip and stuff like that. But um,
0: Hashtag cancelled.
1: <laughs> I think we make it clear when I'm just bsing that I uh I don't really know what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, some people want their experts to actually be experts, which I can't blame. We're not.
0: Us. We're armchair <laughs> ufologists, man. We are not experts.
1: Exactly. Yeah, armchair. Anyway, I think we've explained that many times. So.
0: Right. Um, but I just want to say it's it's great to be, you know, I'm proud of what we've done so far, and. Uh, I hope we get to do a lot more, but at this point, it's it's not looking like we're going to be uh, able to do them with the frequency that we have previously. So just please bear with us, stay subscribed so that you, you know whenever we release stuff. And like I said, we're going to have another one uh, coming up here within the next week or two for sure.
1: Yeah, got to get it in this old Mua Mua. Yeah.
0: There's Uma, been a lot of Amagama. press going around
1: about that, but uh Again, with the time I just didn't have time to get to it this this week. I got I got eaten up by all these UFO news stories, but um I thought it was pretty fascinating stuff. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, Tom.
0: I did, man. Thank you, buddy. And I'm gonna say, Tommy, beam us out of here. Alright. Love you guys. Have a great, 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 great day. All right. Love you guys. Take care. Love you guys. Mwah.